This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football is our religion. The one-course stadium is our church. Nigel Clough, the God we choose to believe in. And by name only, I am your priest. This is the Sunday Sermon. City condemned Mansfield Town to their first defeat in Skybet League 2 this season yesterday, coming from 2-1 down to be 3-2 winners. It was old acquaintances which played a long-running theme, former stag Andy Cook popping up to score the winning goal, naturally, and an old friend of Elliot Hewitt from his Grimsby days. Part of the problem, according to Clough. Yes, Nigel Clough's scathing review of the game saw Hewitt mainly thrown under the bus alongside Farron Rawson, with the Stags boss accusing the right-back of being a little bit too friendly with the Bradford left-winger, saying that he didn't put a tackle in all game. But did you agree with the Stags boss's scathing review or... Was he a little too harsh on his charges? After all, the Stags did score two very good goals at home again. But as they let in three, the problems are still there for all to see. When, oh when, are we going to get this brand new centre-back we've been promised for ages? Let us know your thoughts on the game as over the next hour we'll delve into exactly what happened yesterday and give our thoughts and views right here on the Sunday Sermon. It's the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters.
A very good afternoon, one and all. Hope that you're all doing well, of course. Uh, defeat at the start uh, of the season is never nice, but, uh, you know, four or so games in, the Stags still remain in the top four. So it's not all doom and gloom on this Sunday afternoon, but a defeat all the same for the first time this season leaves a bit of a bitter taste in there. We need to, of course, uh, delve into that a little bit more this afternoon and get your thoughts and feelings on uh, on that, of course. Helping me do so uh, are my comrades, Clive Parkin and Mr. Nathan Edge, who's joined me virtually from other corners of the IntraConnect. Very good afternoon to you both. How are you? Evening. Very well. How are you, Craig? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Of course, yesterday um, wasn't the result we wanted and wasn't the outcome we wanted. But yet again, uh, the Stags really and truly only had themselves to blame with certain errors. We're going to delve into that a little bit more. But as always, we want you guys at home to get involved as well. So make sure you drop a comment and have your say on your team and let us know what you thought, including that scathing review from Mr. Nigel Clough, who, um, let's be honest, Nathan Edge, um, (laughs) I'm not quite sure it was Nigel doing the post-match, to be fair. It sounded a bit like Brian at times. (laughs) Yeah, we haven't. I mean, we thought this. You know, we might see this side of Nigel at some point, and I don't think we've we've seen little glimpses of it so far. But now that was Nigel Cuff in uh, in in full anger mode, really, wasn't it? He, he was not happy, and you can understand why. Yeah, you can. Um... I think the manner in which we conceded goals in Clive is, is a big reason for that. We'll delve a little bit into the individual criticisms later on in the show. But uh, as a whole, you know, when you're scoring two goals at home, that should be enough to win you a game of football. But again, the manner in which Mansfield conceded uh, the three goals against Bradford uh, leaves a lot to be desired. And it again highlights the comment we've been saying week after week. And that question we've been asking, where is this new centre-back? Well, I refuse to talk about getting a new centre-back. But when are we going to get a new centre-back? <laughs> the uh, the problem is we are exposed. And, and, and uh, Rawson chose uh, this game not to play as well as he has been. And uh, Hewitt was strangely missing when he should have been present. Um, and I, I can understand the anger from the management team. But uh, I think, by and large, Bradford just about merited their win on the basis that they scored three goals. And wasn't it always going to be the case that there would be a, a goal right at the end? And wouldn't it always be the case that Cookie would be on the score sheet? <laughs> yeah, I think we knew that, that either him or Lee Angle would pop up. Of course, Angle not involved yesterday in eighth, which I'm sure he delighted you. But, but you know you know, Cookie's always good value for a goal. And when you have a, a strike like that, you know, it's an instinctive finish. It, whoever it falls to is, is tucking that home. We've got to be doing better in, in that position because we went through... Um, spits and spats didn't we yesterday of um we had a a bad period when they were all over us at at the start and scored the opening goal that sort of woke us up a little bit then we commanded the game and then we we did a typical Mansfield in in some respects we didn't kill it off yeah I mean to be honest overall it wasn't a bad performance I don't think I think certainly going forward we've shown promise um yeah we certainly Compare it to last season, we, I, I still think we look a much better outfit than, than we were last for the majority of last season. But um, it is frustrating when you, you do get two goals. You, we created two two very good goals for, from our point of view that uh, you know Hawkins put away uh, very nicely. Obviously, one with his head and one with his uh, weaker foot. So uh, good for him, uh, you know, for his confidence going forward 
getting on the score sheet in the way he did and a couple of good assists in there from Ollie Clark and Reese Oates. So a lot to be positive about going forward, but it, it's all well and good going forward and getting a couple of goals. But if you're not going to defend properly and, and do your, as Cliff as said, do your job properly, then you, unfortunately against teams like that, you are going to gonna lose the game. And uh, that that's the frustrating matter of it because... I think I I personally think we deserved a draw. You know, a draw would have been a fair result, and the yeah. last minute goal was a sucker punch. But you, you could see it was coming because they they saw that we was weak on that side. We we did we wasn't dealing with it, and and they just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming, and it was it was only going to be one one outcome from it in the end. Keep your comments coming in and have your say on your team. Uh, Paul has kicked us off by asking, do we need one defender or two? Uh, Ryan says, we look like we turned off in the last 30 minutes of the game. Uh, and Craig says, um, uh, Hewitt was constantly left exposed and kept drawing into centre-half. Faz was horrendous yesterday. A draw would have been a fair result, in my opinion. Seven points out of 12, fourth in League Two after four games. I'd have taken that at the start of August um, as well. Uh, so, yeah, keep those uh, coming in. Uh, last night, admitted uh, to his mistake, uh, Clough did, uh, in the team selection uh, regarding Hewitt. Um, Martin says, enjoyed the game. Unlucky uh, deserved a draw. Nigel knows our weakness already and he will sort it. We need a commanding centre-back and we are still short um, in that midfield area. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, though, come to this uh, question uh, from Paul who says, do we need one defender or two, Nathan Edge? Uh, I'll come to you. We've just lost Clive momentarily. We'll get him back as soon as we can. Uh, Paul asks, do we need uh, one defender or two? What's your uh, views on that? Oh, well, we definitely need one. You know, there's, there's, no, uh, there's no question on that one. Uh, we certainly need a, a, cen- a centre-back, don't we? That's, that's for sure. Um, I'm guessing the question of two, do we need somebody on that right-hand side cover? uh as as well because it's a it's a tricky one isn't it um you know Elliot Hewitt has gone from hero to, to villain basically hasn't he? he had a great you know good game defensively mm. against Colchester albeit they didn't trouble us that much um and he got a goal so you know he's hero Tuesday night but then that defensive display w- was pretty pretty poor and and you'd say he's a more defensive minded over him over Gordon. You, if you want, if you needed a defensive, more defensive sort of right back, you would probably put him in front of Gordon at the moment, wouldn't you? And that's a concern because we did that and uh, and, and we got undone, you know, quite quite easily. So you you do sometimes think, do we need somebody that can go out there as well? I'd I'd be tempted to even go. Let's go centre back and put Perch out there for for when we need to be more defensively and Gordon when we can go more attacking. That that'd be. And and Paul Hewitt, you know, we don't have to completely discard Hewitt. He's had a bad game, yeah. Um, you know, but you know, maybe let's let's stick him back centre back where we saw him at sort of pre-season a little bit, where he did do do better. Where I think his probably number one position was at Grimsby, um, you know, and 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 change it around like that. I think to answer, the, I know I've gone a long way around it, but I think we definitely need one, and I think we can work around it for that right-back area with, with the likes of Perch as well, maybe fit, uh, going in there. 
I agree. I think we need just the one, uh, but it has to be a, a central defender. Obviously, we've not seen Hewitt at centre-half yet, and that is his, his primary position. And you look at the, the height of him um, as well, I think he, he'd be more suited to that position. Um, I, I feel we've got enough cover in that right-back area. We've got Kellen Gordon, who can offer us a nice bit of uh, attacking width uh, and like nice bit of attacking flair. He can get back as well because he's got the pace. You've got James Perch with the experience who's played there year upon year in uh, in his career uh, you've also um you know got James Clark on the fringes uh, as well who is a very very good uh, young right back with a lot of uh, a lot of promise and I, I do think uh, that we're all right in that area and then you've got Hewitt who can play there as well um if needed what about you though Clive what would you say we're asked, we're answering Paul's question at the moment do we need one defender or two Nathan thinks we just need the one I'm in agreement uh, with Nathan that it should be a centre half as we've mentioned week upon week uh, but what's your views one or two well ideally two but one essentially um, we know where the weakness is I mean just ironically I, I thought that um, Cookie was well controlled for most of the game by uh, our centre pair um, and it's just a, a, it's a real shame that he managed to get that goal in, a, in the end of the game there but uh, yeah I mean it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a, a, a good centre um, centre back and, a, and one in reserve just only to cover for uh, uh, illnesses and uh, injuries and, and obviously suspensions. So I'm perhaps being greedy. Maybe so, but who knows? You know, we've got to be you know best prepared and all that. Uh, lots of messages and comments coming in. Sue says we should have taken advantage of their keepers' wobbles at the start of the game. Martin says enjoyed the game. Unlucky we deserved a draw. Nigel knows our weaknesses already, and he will sort it. We need a commanding centre back and still short in midfield. Um, Jim says on Hewitt, yes, he was poor, but got absolutely no protection from Ollie Clark. Uh, look at the help Quinn gives Macca. There's no comparison. Um, Philip says, which centre-back would you like to sign? Um, if we, you know, if money wasn't an object and if we, you know, we, we could go out and put a serious bid on the table. I've seen rumours um, this morning that Wrexham are after signing uh, the lad from, from Cheltenham with the long throw, Ben Tozza. I've always thought he's an excellent centre-back and that long throw is just, a, uh, you know, another one uh, to add to the, uh, to the collection. So um, I, I'd like to see us go after him, but um, would he drop to... I mean, a lot of people are questioning whether he drops the conference, but obviously they've got money on the table. We've got a bit of money behind us, but I wouldn't say that we've got the money which um, Wrexham have, Nath, which is quite a, a, a comparison. But, uh, you know, I, I think if you're looking at somebody that's been there and done it and as, as a steady player, I, I quite like him as somebody of his ilk that's been there and done it consistently at the top end of a table for, for season upon season. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree. Um, I mean, you, you look at Rex and they could, they like, say, it's going to be financial for them. If they can attract the likes of Paul Mullen, um, you know, they, then I think they can attract uh, Ben, ben Tozer as well. But from our point of view, if we could get somebody like that in, um, that's that's something that we probably need, that experience. We said uh, we want someone that's established at this level, ideally, um, you know, to, to come in. But then you've also got that extra benefit with him of, of the you know, the very good long throw and uh, how how nice would that see fit nicely with with Ollie Hawkins getting on the end of them mm-hmm. so you know he, he he for me would be a would be a, would be a great target and I certainly wouldn't be disappointed if we managed to to bring him in but uh you know there's there's a lot of names out there isn't there that it's, and I, it's very difficult to say who we, who we're going to be looking at what's extra Skahegan doing nowadays get him on the blower <laughs> uh, Jim says still, still fun- time 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jim says, still fourth, level with third, a good squad, a good manager and a good chance uh, to bring that in that defender still uh, still in a good place. Go on, Clive, you were, gonna, uh, you were saying? I think we may have lost him. Slight. I think we may have lost him. We'll, we'll, we'll try and get him back uh, as and when we can. I think. I think he's what he does every single week. Nate is he moves rooms um, and uh, seems to uh, uh, his internet seems to drop out. We need to get him to to go somewhere safe. For, for once, though, your internet is relatively stable as well. So touch well, I've, I've been running around this uh, earlier, about an hour before coming on to try and get my Wi-Fi sorted, and I've still gone back to my personal hotspot on my phone because I didn't trust it. So uh, yeah, <laughs> still not having much luck. Well, there you go. Uh, I think we should hear from Nigel Clough in just a second. Obviously, uh, we, we've also um, seen uh, a scathing assessment of of his squad um, over the last uh, 24 hours. His post-match interview, as we mentioned at the top, Nate, was, uh, was very, very uh, interesting, uh, to say the least. Um, that's exactly what you want a manager to do, though, isn't it? I mean, the da- there is danger that with a, with comments like the ones he made, which we'll listen to in, in just a second, can leave you a little bit um, exposed and, and can cause a little bit of a few flare-ups in the dressing rooms. But early on in the season, I see no harm in it whatsoever. Let's get a reaction. Let's not let things fester. Let's not let things you know dwell because we've been there and, and done that and we've seen what position it, it gets us in. Hopefully, if it gets a reaction... Then you know that's the that's the sort of thing we want from from our manager as long as it's uh, seen in a positive um, way from the players as long as they're not going well you're just having a go at me I don't think I did things wrong and and, and things yeah. like that and you always saw the there was a little bit of a point from Ollie Clark to him towards himself when he got subbed off yesterday as well as if to say what are you taking me off for get rid of that that's just all pulling together yeah I mean I'm not gonna lie I. I... I I loved that post match interview <laughs> because he come out and, and told it how 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 it is you know and um you know he, he clearly was clearly not happy about it and and I think the important thing is I think it's a problem if he's not direct with the player in person as well you know it's not I don't think it's going to be one of the situations where in the dressing room is he's not really said anything to them will come out publicly and slammed him I think he slammed them in the dressing room as well which you know I think. Um, I think they expect that from him to a certain extent. So if it's expected, then I don't think it's a problem if, if you know where I'm coming from with that. So I think that's that in some ways it's fine in to come out to, to react like that even even publicly because uh, it's kind of expected from him a little bit. I also think a part of it might be just to put a little bit more of a sort of a bit of urgency with on David Sharp and, and the Radfords mm. to to just let's let's really work a bit harder to get this uh, defender in, you know. Playing devil's advocate there, but I just think some of it might be, just, you know, he's not happy. It's it's clearly not happy about that, and um, you know, I think he, he, David Sharp's phone would have been ringing very quickly after that game as well to say we need to we need to get moving with this, uh, with with centre back. Yeah, I absolutely agree. We'll get Clive's thoughts on that in just a second. He has moved rooms as well, as we can see um, on our cameras. We'll speak to him in just a second. But first, without further ado, we're 80 minutes and 34 seconds into the show. It's time to listen to some Nigel Clough gold. This is him speaking to I Follow Stags after yesterday's game. Strap yourselves in. It is an absolute corker. We didn't defend well enough. Uh, you scored two goals at home to lose a game. Um, you're entitled to get something from the game. And we didn't win the difference. The two previous ones, we've won two goals have been enough. It wasn't today because we defended so ineptly at times. Uh, and especially down the right-hand side uh, with Hewitt and Rawson, uh, where all the problems came from. Well, I don't think we were particularly open. I just think they didn't do their jobs. Uh, 
And as you can probably tell, I'm a little bit angry at the moment. Uh, so we're going to have to be careful what we say. Very, very disappointed. Probably picked the wrong team today. Should have played uh, Kel Gordon, brought him back in at home. Probably a mistake on my part. I think Elliot Hughes used to play at Grimsby, the lad that scored and then made the third goal. Uh, and he's obviously very good friends with him because uh, he's not tackled him all game. I thought it was a brilliant League Two game, first and foremost. Uh, I didn't think it was end-to-end, -end, so it was mainly us attacking uh, for the majority of the game. Um, but I thought we scored two brilliant goals. Didn't create many clear-cut chances, but we put a lot of good balls into the penalty area uh, and we played some good stuff at times. Lost George Maris uh, just after half-time, which is always a blow because he's one of our main players. Uh, but I thought we played some very good stuff today. Uh, he's got a very sore knee. Uh, at the time, I didn't think there was anything wrong with the tackle. And I said that to the fourth official and uh, to Derek, actually, Adams. But uh, having seen it back, it's very, very close to being a red card. It's, sort of, it's his following leg. He's gone over the top and uh, caught George on the, on the, right on the kneecap. I think it's too early, but I think hopefully it's just a, a whack, uh, which is a, a good sign. Uh, nothing more. No more damage than that, we certainly hope. But Ryan Sturt came on and uh, I think he did well. He played a brilliant ball leading up to the second goal. I thought they were excellent goals again. Uh, the goals we've scored here so far this season, six and three league games, have uh, been a very good quality uh, and his two today. We're just encouraging him as much as possible to be within the width of the goal. In the first 10, 15 minutes he wasn't uh, and he was hanging out at the far post too much. Uh, we're not looking to cross the ball there. We're looking to cross the ball in the width of the goal where he can score with one touch. Uh, and he was in there twice and he scored, I, I thought, two brilliant finishes. Stags boss Nigel Clough speaking after yesterday's game. You can watch more of that on iFollow, stagsmansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. Uh, Clive, we're going to come back to yourself. You were listening to Nigel Clough there. We've all listened to that on repeat over the uh, the last 24 hours or so. He uh, gave a scathing assessment of his uh, of his squad, uh, including uh, quite a, uh, a clear dig at Elliot Hewitt. Uh, what were your thoughts on Nigel Clough's interview uh, when you first heard that last night? I think um, there should be a note of caution about giving interviews immediately after a very disappointing situation. Um, there'll be people who think he was spot on to have a go at him in the way he did publicly. And there'll be others who'll think that was a bit unprofessional, Nigel. You should have kept uh, that in the, in the dressing room. Um, I, I found it an entertaining interview. Uh, and, and Hewitt in particular will, can react one of two ways. He'll either say, I'll show this so-and-so. Um, or he'll, uh, he'll disappear into himself and we probably won't see much of him on the park after this. I hope it's the former. Yeah, me too. I think, you know, like I was saying to Nathan whilst you were uh, manoeuvring rooms. Um, I tried to find some internet. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, I know. We'll get you a long cable so you can get back out in your shed. Um, I think uh, one one of the things for me is, you know, it can go one or two ways. It's all about man management um, and sort of, you know, um, looking at yourself and, and looking at the way in which you uh, you deal with things. And I think, like you say, Elliot Hewitt, he's been thrown under the bus, Rawson, a little bit. Um, he, he can react in one or two ways. He can, you know, go into his shell and, and spit the dummy out, or he can get to training on Monday morning and absolutely, you know, try and prove the manager wrong. That'll be what Nigel Clough is hoping for. But, um, you know, on the comedic side of it a little bit, when Nigel Clough was first appointed, we did sort of start noticing, and a lot of people have over the last few years or so, especially when you listen to other podcasts of players that have played with him before, Nathan, um, about mannerisms which he shares with his dad. And if you, I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're able to watch it. You, you can just listen to it. Uh, I closed my eyes when I watched it for the second time, and I didn't hear Nigel Clough in that bit. I heard Brian. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was saying. I think, um, you know, he, he eased himself into the cover a little bit, but I think 
we all knew it might come at some point. Um, and I think it, I think we're starting to see, like I said, the more the the Nigel Clough that you know we sort of expect. But like I say, so it, he's going to have traits from his from his dad. There is, you know, he's grown up, uh, and and him his dad being such a character, it's no surprise that it's going to rub off on his son a little bit. And I think <laughs> we certainly saw that in, uh, I mean, in in that in that interview. What I heard was not, you know, <laughs> Hewitt must have been friends with him because he's he's not tactical him all game. It was I heard. <laughs> Young man, if I play you at right back, son, I expect you to put a tackle in. <laughs> That's all you get. I mean, there's no, there's no swear in there, so it was. It was I know. Almost, almost I, know far. I mean, I was, I'm trying to keep it family friendly. Friendly, we're broadcasting <laughs> on three platforms here. I don't want to lose viewers. Mind you, I probably we probably just have lost viewers after I did that scathing impression. But there you go. <laughs> I mean, you've lost me. I'm going. Well, I've had enough of that. Well, there you go. You can. Uh, there you go. Uh, let's get some more comments uh, coming in. Um, uh, Gary on Facebook says sat in the Ian Greaves lower and I could see the vulnerability at right back uh, there were two players running at Hewitt I was surprised the manager didn't change formation uh, before their second uh, their second goal um, I don't think a formation change was massively needed Clive I, I wanted just somebody to to be the calm head and uh, I think that was what was missing a little bit I think sometimes we, we've put so much effort into the way we play and this attacking mentality um, and, and this way of trying to get the ball forward and play it forward that we just lost a little bit of sense and uh, of sense and calmness. Yeah, having said that, you've got to lay a lot of the blame at the manager's door because mm. he, like the fans, can see where the problems are, or at least I hope he can. And, uh, you know, it's quite obvious from where we were. And in fact, anybody watching the game with any elevation, you could see there was a real problem always down the right-hand side from a defensive point of view. Um, and he said he said that he made a mistake and he ought to play Kel. I'm not even sure that would have been the, the solution. I think there was a, a line of support needed there that um, our number four wasn't getting. And then couple that with what might have been a lack of desire on his part. And it's, it's small surprise that they, a very wisely managed team, were exploiting our weakness. Yeah, this, but... is a, this is a problem, isn't it? Because you know that, like that question Paul said at the top of the show, do we need one or two defenders? Well, the the, the argument here for that sec, for that for somebody else at right back is actually in that situation where Bradford was coming on to us and exploiting that weakness. You actually looked at the bench, and it, it wasn't as simple as bring on this player because that's probably going to fix it. Because it, it wasn't. Because you think Kel Kel Gordon, like we said, he's he's probably he's more attacking, isn't he? So. You know, logic is the of our choices of right backs. Hewitt's the more, most, you know, the, the more defensive-minded one. Yet mm. he was the one already on the pitch and the one that they're exploiting. So that's where the argument is: is that do we actually need some more cover on on that side to to deal with those situations? And and it, unfortunately, I don't think it was such a, a straightforward solution for you know for for Saturday. Uh, comment coming in um, from Ryan uh, it says seven out of twelve points is still very good in my opinion. I don't think that's too bad. I reckon if we get a better centre back in, we will hopefully finish in the playoffs or higher. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I think you know, like you've just mentioned, Nath, um, the fact of trying to get a uh, whether it's a right back we need to bring in or a centre back. Personally, me, I, I still feel it's a 
a centre back to to control that position because there was a number of times uh, you know Clough was very open in his his talk of um, you know Hewitt yesterday but and mentioned Ross a little bit there were quite a few times where both he and Perch I'm going to highlight Perch in this as well um, were beaten by a long central ball through the middle and it happened quite a few times at uh, at Colchester it happened a few times in the uh, in the Preston game as, as well it's a vulnerability of ours and we need somebody for me to come in and 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 be in that dominant position. I think we've got enough cover at right back um, in that area, and I agree that seven out of twelve points um, is isn't too bad. Um, Philip says, "Is Michael Boswick a good shout for for centre back, uh, or am I clutching at straws?" Um, it's that type of player that we need. Uh, the experience in there. You I mean Rawson's still a young player. Uh, Perch is obviously um, quite um, an experienced player, but uh, let's not forget he's not been a, a centre back all his career. He's played his career predominantly in centre mid, and then at right back he started his career as a centre back and has just been filling in there since uh, last season. So that transitions there. We just need another body in there just to be a little bit sure because you know when you take out of the equation. I think this is something which we've glossed over a little bit, Clive, actually. When you take Maris out when he when he was injured and then maybe even take Quinn out of the equation as well, we lose two very good players who are calm, influence, influencing heads. I think Sturk had a very good game. Um, more on him another time. But Maris in particular, when he sat in front of that back four, does offer a lot of uh, decent cover for us. Yeah, Maris is a bit of an enigma though, isn't he? A couple of games ago, he was a head and shoulders man of the match. Last time out, he wasn't. And, and it was open to a de- degree of criti- criticism. And then, yes, on um, against Bradford, we didn't have to deteriorate when he went off the field. So I think we, um, we have to recognise all these players work well as units. And you take some something out of a unit and all of a sudden they've got to rethink think everything. Um, I don't think we've seen anything like Lapsley's skill yet this season mm. compared to last season. Um, I think the jury's still out on Oates at the moment. I, I think there's a little bit of growing into the into the team to, still to happen. And let's be clear about this: we've we've lost one game. We've had probably the hardest set of fixtures for an opening month we could have had. Yeah. And there'll be teams we'll be, we'll be playing later this season that are nowhere near as good as the ones we've already played. So I think it's too easy to get too despondent. But let's go back. Yes, uh, Bostrick would be a great acquisition for a season. Yeah, uh, well, I think that's all we get one season out of him. Yeah, probably. I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm not actually feeling that despondent. You know, I, I think you actually, again, like you said there, Clive, you take into consideration that the start, we start with fixtures we've had to start off with. Um, and we should have come away with three points from Colchester. So, you know, we we, we could have been sitting even, you know, with, uh, you know with, with nine, we should have been sitting with nine points on the table. Um, but seven still still good. Um, so you know, this I think there's a lot to be positive about knowing that we've played very tough teams that are going to be up and about there, um, and we know we can definitely go up a few more gears because, like you said, there we've got you know Lapsley. Although he's not hitting his heights at the moment, I'm confident he will at some point. Um, I I, I personally think Ro- Oates is actually improving. I, I you know I've, I've, he's got some criticism from yesterday, but I actually thought there was some there was a few occasions where I thought Jesus. He's really starting to grow into this uh, into this team, so I think there's still a lot to come from us, which is can only be positive. 
Yeah, that's a question which um, Paul has raised on Facebook as well. Uh, what do you guys think to Reese Oates at the moment? Um, I agree with Nathan. I think he's a very competent player. I think we've got a lot more to come for him. He's, he's made a step up. Um, you know, he was in promotion winning side last year with Hartlepool, still settling into a new area. That's another thing we don't take into consideration when new players join clubs from, from elsewhere. And he's trying to find his right position, isn't he? You know, um, he had an excellent game for me against Preston uh, up top and showed what he could do when he was playing as an out-and-out striker. The other times he's played, you know, pretty much at the top of the diamond and, and had a little bit of space. He played up front against Colchester in the absence of, of Ollie Hawkins. I just think it's about him finding his feet. I personally think, and I don't know what you guys think about feel about this, uh, I'll come to you first on it, Clive, that if we went back to the 4-3-3, which, you know, Clough started with, back in his tenure, um, you know, last season uh, with the three midfielders and three front men. I think, you know, Oates on the right-hand side of that, Johnston on the left playing off Ollie Hawkins, that could be very, very dangerous indeed and very, very fruitful for us. I agree. In fact, I, I, this is my preferred format anyway. I agree. Um, uh, and in fact, I'll, I'll go back to what happened uh, uh, yesterday. When we were 2-1 up, we should have abandoned the diamond at that, mo- at that moment and gone to a 4-3-3. Um, it would have made it harder for the opposition and it would have given a little bit more relief, a bit more support for the for the areas where we're weaker. But, you know, I'm not Clough. He's, he's, he makes his own decisions on these things. But, uh, I mean, Dan is yet to uh, make a, a, a huge impact. I think the uh, the uh, Hawkins has definitely hit the ground running. Um, it's a superb asset in the air. Somebody needs to teach him how to dive. <laughs> get I'm Danny Rose on the blower yeah. I'm surprised he didn't get booked for that by the way I mean he, he dived about three and a half hours after what would have been the tackle um, but uh, anyway I think uh, to pick up on Nate's positiveness I think there's every reason to be positive we're not playing bad there's some areas where we've played really well we've made the, the Mansfield habit of late mistakes get rid of that an extra goal a game and we'd be flying yeah, I if, mean, you might want to sit down first, Craig. But for the first, well, you probably all sat down. But you know what I mean. Uh, for the first, um, for the first sort of four games, how good are we looking down that left hand side? And Stephen McLaughlin for me, I know it's four games in. Man, whoa, you're right. so far. I know. It's I, mean, I know you've had COVID. I know you've had COVID, but I didn't know that all of a sudden it would turn you into a Stephen McLaughlin fan. Neither, neither wow. did I. That wasn't on the government list of uh, symptoms. Right? I'm <laughs> no. going gonna, gonna to speak to Track and Trace and tell them you yeah. added on there. But, In fact, uh, I'm going I'm to speak to them now. And whilst I do that, we're going to hear from the man who did score twice yesterday. Uh, let's hear uh, from the goal scorer himself. Um, let's hear um, from Ollie Hawkins. I'm happy that I say I got two goals for myself. Um, and yeah, disappointed that them two goals didn't go contribute to three points. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's disappointing afternoon um, from us. Um, but we just sort of got to sort of get over it as quick as we can and um, look forward to next week. I feel like we may have, when we took the lead, we took the foot off the gas a little bit and weren't really at it um, like we were when we was one nil down and one all. So it's something we've got to work on, I suppose. And it's relatively early in the season. Um, we can sort of eradicate them mistakes early. Um, and look forward to the next few games and hopefully, like say, don't don't make the mistakes. It was a great ball. I think a 
pinpoint perfect ball to be honest with you and and we had a lot of crosses uh previous to that and I weren't just I was just about almost there and over my head and things like that and as long as there's balls coming in the box if you can get five or six and a half um myself Danny Johnson other strikers if we're we're playing and we're in the box we're, we're more likely we're going to get on the end of them and like I said that one that first one today I, I, everything was perfect with the cross the connection and, and like I said the finish not like me really to score volleys or especially with my weaker foot um but again I was just in a great position and connected it really well and and it, like I say it was, it was a good goal to go two one up and it's just a shame we couldn't hold on I think DJ will tell you the same we started a lot of games to start, uh, together um there's chances there for us and I feel like each game we this team could score two or more goals um if we can sort of start maybe conceding less goals than we we have maybe and and then and then make it all an all-round game I think we'll be perfect and and a real strong team uh, that's Ali Hawkins speaking to I Follow Stags. For more uh, content, more interviews, make sure that you visit uh, mansfieldtown.net uh, forward slash uh, I Follow where you can catch um, a little bit more from Hawkins and, of course, Nigel Clough's uh, post-match um, reaction. Uh, we'll be asking for your man of the match vote uh, later on as well. Make sure you keep your comments coming in as well and keep getting involved on the show, uh, as you have been doing uh, brilliantly uh, throughout the afternoon uh, so far. Let's go back and talk a little bit more about that inform uh, frontman then. I've just about got over the shock of Nathan Edge um, giving praise to Stephen McLaughlin. Um, let's go talk about uh, Ollie Hawkins yesterday, Clive. He's a, a real asset for us um, up there. And, you know, I, I seem to be saying it week upon week. He's showing what a good player he is. He can play to feet and he can be articulate, but also he, he can show his strength in the air. And uh, we utilised him very, very well indeed yesterday against Bradford. They're a strong, physical, um, tall side. And, you know, at times they were, you know, they were trebling up on him um, to try and defend against him and uh, it, it didn't always work he was pretty much I'd probably say he won maybe 94-95% of his headers Absolutely I mean to look at him he's, he looks gangly and, and lightweight and you think he'd get brushed away from most of these situations but he doesn't um, I was talking to a couple of Bradford fans after the game and they were saying well, how well he played against their, their uh, defenders and and they got him as you said they got a gang up on him to try and stop him scoring and he still managed to score too so I think uh, yes he's a prime asset I'm glad we've got him yeah certainly so uh, Philip in the comments uh, I'm not going to spend uh, time uh, too much time on this um, basically says um, would you swap Danny Rose For Jordan Bowery. And of course, the answer is yes. Uh, moving on back to uh, Ollie Hawkins, though, yesterday. Uh, Nathan, he's a great asset to have. You know, we were talking a little, you know, I've been very vocal on this podcast about us getting rid of Andy Cook. And I still uh, think that we should have kept Andy Cook. And it's a shame that he was mismanaged in, in some ways. But, you know, Hawkins is a very similar player, very similar role to, to the one which, um, you know, Cook will have had. And I think the way he can play with ball to feet, the way he can play in the air is very good. But Nigel Clough, again, in his post-match, um, he, he praised him, but he also criticised him and said, look, we don't want to be putting crosses in at the, the far post. We want to get him near post. We want to get those first touch finishes in because we saw it time and time again. Every time he gets the ball to the feet, he looks very, very dangerous. And, you know, we were putting money on, you know, um, it being Danny Johnson, that would be the one that we, you know, relied on heavily f for goals and finishes. But he does a lot of the running and the off, off the ball work. And as long as Hawkins is firing all cylinders, then long may he swoop in and score. Yeah, I mean, when um, obviously Hawkins came in, it wasn't necessarily looked at as a prolific goal scorer. You know, he hadn't got a 
terrific goal scoring record where he had been previously, but he's hit the ground running with, with us. And I think if you if you can play to his strength and and work on that even more so, so like Clough was saying, get him in get him in the right positions, not not letting him sort of go to sort of the comfort zone of being a bit further back, you know, and the sort of the back post too far out. Getting him in the in the mix and really gambling, you know, and, and if we can carry on getting those crosses in there, the likes of Stephen McLaughlin just pinging him in there and uh, Ollie Clark, then, Christ, yeah, you you, you you fancy him to to continue getting some getting the goals, but there's more to his to his game, you know. I think hopefully the more season goes on, he'll build that partnership with with Danny Johnson, and we'll we'll, we'll start to see more from him uh, at some point. Um, so now I I think he's you know obviously after he just scored two goals, but He's gonna. I think he's looking like he's gonna be a really good signing for us this season, and, and could be a, play a big part. I think we missed him for a lot of the game on Tuesday night as well. So, and I think that said that speaks volumes uh, in that. Yeah, it does. We need to make sure that we're not massively reliant on that though, um, as well. But yeah, we definitely did miss him a little bit on Tuesday, and almost Clive. He was actually you know good value for the rest. He, he came back into the side hungry. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes that, I think that's the best way to get a player up for a game is to make him hungry. Um, it always work, but uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I'm old enough to remember the uh, the days when Kevin Keegan was like the world superstar player, and he scored a hatful of goals over a number of seasons for Liverpool. But primarily because he had John Toshak with him. John Toshak was a big unit; he was a target man, and that's very much what I'd like to see. You know, um, Hawkins alongside with with Danny there, and, you know, smash and grab, if you will. I just think we need that situation where there's an obvious target man. He doesn't always get a, he- a header onto the onto target, but he lays it off for someone else. And I think someone, dare I say it again, Danny Rose would be in his element playing alongside him. It's just automatically playing. Stop it. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, th- I think CJ would be even better up there. Oh, Nathan, oh, I've lost me. I've lost me. <laughs> right, you're going to have to sing it. I've lost him out on screen. No, no, no. Him. No. <laughs> right. you're, gonna uh, to, no, you're gonna have to sing it because I, I lost my mouse off the screen. Bring him home. Um, there we go. There you go. <laughs> Faded Thank it you. out. I can't play it too many times. Uh, there you go. I mean, go on, going back to what I was trying to say sensibly, I mean, a, a tall unit is is quite important. And I said unit, not eunuch, by the way. The uh, somebody who could be the target person. Well, I'd rather hope Barry would would in part of the game play that role where he could be the big person that, that we, we take the ball up to. It didn't quite work out that way. And that's partly because we played him down the left-hand side all the time. Yeah, um, I mean, per- personally, I thought that was his, his best position yeah. for us on the left-hand side, that front three. However, a, a question has come in from Paul on Mr. Bowery, uh, which says, can you see Bowery going out on loan? Um, for me, not unless we bring another striker in, because I don't think, um, I think he still rakes him. I still think he's got a part to play because... If, and I don't want to be uber negative, but if Hawkins was suspended or took a knock, he's the man to go in and play that role of, you know, the target man in the air. Um, as I think he was probably brought in to play last season, but he just didn't transpire that way. And of course, you can play him down the left-hand side. And as we saw in pre-season, we can play him as emergency centre-back if, you know, the, the centre-back pairing doesn't come in. Imagine if we if a club statement comes out saying Jordan Barry released from contract and uh, two hours or so later, uh, Jordan Barry re-signs a centre-half and he's holding the number <laughs> five shirt. Um, I could I see mean- that but. I'm oh. waiting for the starting lineup on Saturday against Swindon. Centre back Jordan Barry, you know, Rawson's out. 
Gordon's in at right backs and and, uh, and Barry's centre back. You never know, but <laughs> but no, I, I agree with you. I think um, Barry is. I know he hasn't really got going so far this season, but he didn't last season, did he? To begin with, let's, no. let's be honest, he had a terrible start. But um, he got a lot of stick last in. season, didn't he? He got a lot of stick from the fans yeah, as and, well. And it wasn't. I, I, it, I mean, it was frustrating to begin with, but everybody was awful, weren't they, to start off with? So and and he got he deserved the credit he got because. For a spell of the season, he really, mm. you know, he really sort of uh, got us going. So you've got to give him credit where it's where he's due there. Um, but no, I think for me, I think he'll he'll get his chance. He'll certainly be called upon throughout the season. Certainly, if we get, uh, you know, players go out of form or injuries and suspensions. Um, so unless we do bring anybody else in in that, you know, up top, which I don't think we will, mm. I'll be very very disappointed actually to see him go. Yeah, me too. Uh, one person who has gone out on loan, a month's loan, Jalen Charles has joined York City uh, to gain some valuable experience there. Uh, we won't dwell on it, we won't talk about it um, at all really because it's a very sensible move. He's third or fourth choice in the pecking order. The young player who needs some senior football and York's about the level that he's going to you know, go and get that to get his first taste. So we wish him all the very, very best um, indeed. Um, we'll start talking about our man of the match uh, very, very shortly indeed. Um, final thoughts though, um, on yesterday, um, of course. We've now got a week to sort of stew on this, a week to work on the training ground and, uh, you know, to try and go to Swindon, who, again, it's not going to be the easiest of tests, is it, Clive? Because like us, they've had a very um, good start to the season. They've had a very similar start to the season. Uh, two wins, a draw and a defeat. Um, it will be another tough game. Like you were saying earlier, the set of fixtures we've had at the start, uh, uh, you know, are very, very uh, tough ones indeed. Yeah, just like a bumblebee, shouldn't be able to fly. Swindon at the start of the season shouldn't have got a point from anybody. They were in complete disarray. Mm. Started the season with five senior pros, and that was it. But they've uh, they've put some form on the on the ground, and I think they're going to represent a decent challenge for us. Uh, a challenge I think we'll we'll uh, we'll meet head on and and, and succeed with. But uh, yeah, they're not the they're not the um, the walkover that they might have been. No, they're certainly not. They're certainly a team to uh, uh, to watch and keep an eye on. Of course, that will wrap up um, the August fixtures as well. Uh, obviously, a Tuesday night trip to Harrogate Town uh, in there in the Papa John's Trophy on uh, on the thirty first, and then we play them at home, of course, on the Saturday in the league on the fourth. A trip to Warsaw, uh, and then a home game against Rochdale, and then a trip to Leighton Orient uh, as well in September to come. We'll talk more about that um, as the months go on. Plus, we'll start talking about man of the match votes. In a couple of minutes time so make sure you get your uh, uh, your votes in on that in the comments uh, make sure you uh, let us know who you feel uh, was your man of the match um on uh, on uh, on saturday yesterday at, at home i'm sure that this may well go uh, one way indeed i'm sure it may well all go towards ollie hawkins but we'll come to that in just a minute uh, also start thinking about your lessons to take away uh, from this as well first though let's delve in to uh, yesterday's scores in and around the grounds elsewhere in Skybet uh, League Two, as the Stags lose two one, uh, lose three two at home to uh, to Bradford City. Uh, let's get thoughts elsewhere um, from in and around the grounds uh, in Skybet League Two yesterday. So Mansfield Town, of course, beaten 3-2 at home to Bradford City. Elsewhere in League 2, Carlisle United 1, Leighton Orient 1, 
Exeter City found their shooting boots, beating Bristol Rovers by four goals to one. High-scoring game between Forest Green and Crawley. Two all at half-time. It finished 6-3 to host Forest Green. Harrogate also got three points yesterday, beating Barrow 2-1. Hartlepool got a clean sheet. They beat Warsaw 2-0. Northampton beaten 3-1 at home to Rochdale. Oldham, their poor start to the season's continued. They lost 2-1 at home to Colchester, their first win of the campaign too. Uh, Salford beaten 1-0 uh, at home to Swindon, who the Stags face on Saturday. Scunthorpe and Sutton United played out a one-all draw. Same scoreline between Stevenage and Port Vale, whilst Tranmere were beaten 1-0 at home to Newport County. The Skybet League 2 treble. Forest Green lead the way at the top with four wins from four games maximum points. Bradford, courtesy of beating us, sit in second. Swindon in third. One better goal difference than ourselves who occupy the top spot in the playoffs, which is made up of Stevenage, Harrogate and Hartlepool. At the bottom end of the table, it's uh, Oldham, yet to get off the mark with four straight defeats, propping up everybody else. Warsaw in 23rd, Salford just above the drop zone uh, in 22nd. Lots more fixtures to come, of course. But as the Stags lose 3-2 at home to Bradford City, we do need a man of the match. So get your comments in now and let us know who you think was your man of the match yesterday as the Stags lose 3-2 at home to Bradford. So let's get the thoughts of Nathan Edge and Clive Parkin then as well. They'll give us their nominees for Man of the Match. And then somebody will be getting a coveted tweet um, from Mr. Nathan Edge. Get your comments in right now if you want to vote for your uh, Mansfield Matters Man of the Match. Uh, Nathan, uh, I imagine this might end up being a uh, fairly um, one-way thing. However, have you got more than one vote? I have, actually. I've got, um, I've got two and a half. Two and a half, go for it. Shoot from the hip, let us know. So I'll go, I'll go with the obvious one. Obviously, uh, Ollie Hawkins is, is, is going to be one of them. Um, I'm going to give half today to um, Stephen Quinn. Well, yesterday, obviously. obviously. Again, thought he played, played very well on that left-hand side. Uh, and another special mention to uh, Stephen McLaughlin, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, who if we if we if we did uh, man of the match on the on, against Colchester, by the way, he would have got it. But uh, but yeah, so Stephen McLaughlin for me again. I think down the left hand side again, we, we were very strong. Not but you know, obviously very going forward, we were very strong. But defensively, we were pretty good down there too, which is why they obviously uh, chose to attack the opposite side. So, uh, but yeah, my overall man of the match uh, vote is going to obviously go to. Uh, the double goal scorer, Ollie Hawkins. Should have had a hat trick, of course, as well. Uh, Clive, are you going to go down the same route? How many players are in the are in the in the frame for your man of the match vote? Three. Go for it. Talk us through them all and your reasonings for it. Hawkins doesn't need any explanation, really. McLaughlin, work rate and 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 improvement, match on match. And uh, Hewitt. No, I don't mean that one. No, just two. <laughs> just two. <laughs> Jamie Hewitt. Jamie yeah, Hewitt. Yeah. Jamie Hewitt. <laughs> if we would have had Jamie Hewitt playing, we might not have conceded two sloppy goals. <laughs> but my vote will go to Jamie Hawkins. 
<laughs> Nothing ever changes. Never changed, Clive. Never change. Uh, mine. Um, I think we're going to one. There's definitely an honourable mention uh, from mine. Um, I've got. Um, uh, yeah, I've got two in the frame, and I think they're, they're very much similar to Nathan's. Uh, Ollie Hawkins, for obvious reasons, obviously scored the two goals. Should have perhaps uh, sealed his hat trick and uh, and killed the game, but you know it's by the by. Uh, the other one. It's Stephen McLaughlin. I thought he had an excellent game at left back. Didn't let too much get past him, um, and gave us some good uh, opportunities and some good options going forward. But it comes as no surprise that it's a clean sweep for for Ollie Hawkins, who gets the uh, coveted tweet. I did mention though, um, um, uh, and Sue also agrees as well. Um, Stephen, Mc- uh, no, she says Stephen McLaughlin gets my man of the match. Obviously, should have been. Um, should be Hawkins, but uh, three votes to one, Nathan. You know where your coveted tweet is going. Uh, I did mention though um, that I've got a, uh, an honourable mention. It was no, it was one in which um, you know nobody uh, had mentioned, uh, but. Um, it's going to go to Ryan Sturk, who came on for George Maris. It's a big blow losing George Maris at the in that diamond when we play that formation. He's really, really making that position his own. But Ryan Sturk, I thought, was absolutely fantastic yesterday, Clive. He, you know, for a young player with very little, in fact, next to no league experience, really, um, he's got a very calm head. Uh, he's got some good vision on him as well, and he's got composure on the ball and he looked very, very comfortable in there. He was, of course, heavily involved in uh, Hawkins' second goal. Yeah, uh, he did nothing wrong when he came on. I'd like to see him get a game. The uh, I think Clough f- fancies him as well. So I think we, uh, we're we going to see more of him. Um, he doesn't look... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? He doesn't look to be um, a, a dominating player. He's a more skillful, more mobile player. Um, but we've not seen enough of him to judge, to be quite mm. honest, but I like what I've seen so far. Yeah, he's a very good, uh, competent young player. Nath, what's your views on, on Ryan Sturk? I mean, you know, you bring a young midfielder in, we've, we've got young midfielders at the club already, you know, in the likes of Jason Law and, and Keaton Ward. Uh, Sturk's been brought in to, to challenge and he's already ahead of them in the, in the pecking order as well, which is a little bit of a shame for our own academy, but he's a good young player who, you know, can put himself about a bit and make those key passes in midfield. And, you know, if George Maris has to have a rest on Saturday or he's missing or, or for whatever reason, I wouldn't be too concerned to see him in there. The good thing with him as well is, you know, we've already seen him play in a number of positions. He can play on that left-hand side to replace Stephen Quinn, he can play at the bottom of the diamond to replace Maris. No doubt he could play the right to play, uh, you know, to replace Ollie Clark as well. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the, the thing that's maybe uh, giving him the edge at the moment is that versatility. Uh, you know, certainly when you look at that sort of the George Maris role, you probably wouldn't put Jason Law there for, for sure. Um, you know, Keaton Ward maybe, but at the moment it's you know like I say Clough does seem to, uh, to to fancy Sturk, and I think he's obviously brought him in for for a reason. And um, it was one of them that when he first came in, I kind of thought we might not see that much of him. I thought he might have just been there as a mm. as a real backup player, you know, but like sort of Jaden Charles sort of level. Uh, but I've, I've obviously obviously very wrong. I, I thought we might have seen more of Ryan Burke than Sturk, but. Um, but no, he's 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 been called upon uh, earlier than maybe what was expected. But I think each time he's gone onto the pitch, he's uh, you know, he has got he has got better. So at least we we can have a bit of reassurance there that you know he can he can come on and be called upon when when needed. 
Yeah, certainly so. I'm sure we'll see that as the season um, goes on. We wish George Maris a speedy recovery as well. Nigel Clough said it was just a bit of a bit of a knock. Um, we'll see how things progress uh, in, in uh, midweek, of course, throughout training, and get to an update later in the week. Um, Let's uh, now though, turn our attentions finally to lessons to take away uh, from uh, today's game, um, from yesterday's game, sorry, as we head into the next week. A, a clear week schedule, meaning no game until Saturday, um, but there are plenty of lessons to be learned, Nate. What lessons would you be uh, uh, be making sure that Nigel Clough uh, drills into his players to take away? Don't upset Nigel Clough. Do your job. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they're, they're two at the moment. Um, but no, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's staying the obvious, isn't it? I think, like I said, it it was, it was obvious sort of during, for, during the game, sort of certainly towards the end of the game, where the, where the problem lied. Um, you know, it's, it's obvious afterwards that the, the bit that we need to improve on at the moment is, uh, is, is defensively and, and, and doing that job right. So, I, and I think it is a bit of a blessing that we have now got a clear week. You know, we've got a full week now. Um, players will go in angry. Certainly Nigel Clough has gone in angry. So hopefully they'll take that into training and uh, really focus and, and work on the problem that is very obvious. So at least we know what the what the issue is. Clive, what are you saying? What, what, what lessons are you uh, bringing to the Sunday sermon? Start with Cal Gordon. Start with George Lapsley. And if you're going to use Tyrone, bring him on earlier. I have a question. In fact, I have all the questions. Who's Tyrone? <laughs> Thompson? <laughs> Tyrese. There we go. Jamie. Jamie's brother. <laughs> Jamie's... Oh. If you're going to pick up on everything this old git gets wrong, I'm going to be, I'm going to be mortified, aren't I? Listen, it's better us I... doing it than, than anyone comments yeah. on it. Listen, I've had months of this. I've had years on this podcast of being the oldest on the panel and, and taking flat for that. I have to pass that on to someone else. So every opportunity I get, God damn it, I will take those opportunities. You've only brought me on as a dartboard, haven't you? <laughs> Plus there's no cam to fire them at, so you've got to take yeah. them Absolutely, yeah. of course. Cam will be with us, I imagine, at, at, at some point. Um, saw him again on on Saturday and said, "Wait, but why are you ditching rugby for us?" He said, "It's a better sport, apparently." So, should uh, yeah. say that. It is no, shooting. Throwing him under the bus. Uh, yeah. Not his actual words, but there you go. Uh, hopefully, uh, we will be with you uh, again in the week. However, um, scheduling con- uh, conflicts uh, for me this week um, mean it'll be Wednesday or no day. and We'll liaise between the three of us uh, off air, of course, and see what happens. Uh, unless something big happens in the week, it may just be next Sunday that we're with you. But we will, uh, of course, uh, let you know. Hopefully, we might send a, sign a centre-back. If we do, we'll be talking about that. Maybe even Nigel Clough um, we'll, we'll talk about Elliot Hewitt a little bit more, some more comedy gold uh, from him. However, just before we go, I do have one more thing from Mr Clough uh, which that I want to address and it's this little um, bit at the end of the interview uh, which really uh, you know, tickled my taste buds and, and you know, uh, got my attention a little bit. I can see the anger still in your eyes. What have you said to the lads in the dressing room? You don't really, really don't want to know. Nigel, I do want to know. I don't we know. Do. If I want to know. <laughs> we bloody well do want to know. And uh, wouldn't it be great to, to actually find out what did happen and what he did say? I, I imagine the proof uh, will be in the uh, in the pudding um, for that one, um, of course. Uh, final word from you, uh, Nathan and Clive. Obviously, you know it is 
Defeat is always hard to take, but in retrospect and in hindsight, Nath, it's the first defeat of the season. We've started very, very well with seven points from a possible 12. You know, it's nowhere near the level that we were at at this time last season, is it? Well, it took us till, what, November to, to win a game last season. So uh, it's definitely not. And like I say, let's take into, con- into consideration the opponents as well. You know, look at the three home games in isolation. You know, you've played Bristol Rovers, Newport and Bradford. To to get two wins out of three of those games, that's that's not bad going. So, And, and we've played pretty well. And, and like we said, we think we can get better. So there's a, there's a lot to be positive about. So, um, yeah, let's, let's not be too disheartened. And let's just move on. We're not going to go unbeaten all season. We're going to lose games. Let's just move on and, and right the wrongs. My thanks to Nathan Edge, the voice of Nathan Edge there, if you're listening to the audio version of this. Clive, you know, like we were saying, it's the first defeat of this season. Um, yes, there are issues to be worked on. We know that. But there are signs at the other end. You know, sometimes for me, I think the positives yesterday did slightly outweigh the negative points. Yeah. Uh, as Nathan said, we're going to lose games during the season. It's inevitable. And if you're going to lose a game, that's the sort of game you'll end up losing. Um, we should have got a point yesterday. We should have got three points on Tuesday. Uh, but it didn't happen. Um, you don't always get what you deserve. Um, uh, I'm sure that uh, we learn every time we make mistakes. And I think going down to Swindon next uh, Saturday, we should go down there full of encouragement. Yeah, we certainly should. My thanks uh, to Clive and to Nathan. More from them uh, later in the week and, of course, next week on the Sunday Sermon. That is it, though, from us this Sunday evening. Thank you very much for getting involved and having your say on your team. Today's lessons, then. Don't upset Nigel Clough and do your job. Start Helen Gordon, George Lapsley and use Tyrone, or Tyrese to give him his proper name. Bring him on earlier. And from me, my lesson is this. When you're 2-1 up at home against a team like Bradford, composure, cleverness, see a game out, is of the utmost importance. Don't throw it away. Don't give them the points. Don't give things away cheaply. And if you're playing against your mates, Mr. Hewitt, it's not going to hurt to go in two-footed and crop him and give him a little bit of a knock and niggle. He's your mate at the end of the day. He'll forgive you. Because you're fighting for the cause on your shirts. For Mansfield Town FC, not for your friendship. Mansfield matters more than friendship when they're on the opposing side. We'll see you either later in the week or next Sunday as we continue to follow the journey. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. We'll see you next time.
more Mansfield Matters content, visit mtfcmatters.co.uk. The views expressed in this broadcast are solely those of the individuals. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.